0: to entmoo the battle games in middle earth podcast all about the middle earth strategy battle game from games workshop i'm harry and this is a continuation of a previous episode this is part 2 of the beginners slow grow league i'm playing with my uh, with my local uh, gaming club and uh, if you want to go back to the uh, first episode, it's episode 7, so you can find out a bit of the context, but if you're just joining us fresh for this one, don't worry, I'll fill you in with all the details. Basically, we started with 200 points of uh, Middle-Earth Toy Soldiers. I started with The Mighty, uh, mighty Hobbits, uh, 200, and then every single uh, game or a uh, couple of games we've played twice uh, at certain different points levels, um, we've grown 200 points, so uh, I've played, I think, so far we've had uh, 200 uh, points twice and 400 points twice coming up, we've got uh, 600 points, 800 points games as well, so it's all very exciting lots to play for, very excited, um, up until now I've been running a, a, a tasty, tasty um, list of uh, Hobbits for 400 points, which includes Merry with a pony and shield, ten sheriffs, four battling brandy books. They're the ones that are strength two, but still fight one uh, militia uh, for about five points. Then we've got Farmer Maggot, his three dogs, Fangrip and Wolf. Five bows, three sheriffs in his warband. Uh, we've also got Paladin Took, five Tookish hunters um, who have hats because they're fight three. And three sheriffs, all uh, also, it added in there as an ally we 've got Halbarad with a banner and a horse so that 's four hundred points. So this game will be delving for the first time into 600 points which is very exciting Um, and then we'll be moving on to 800 points uh, later on in the uh, the episode as well and I'll be filling you in on the details of what I'm going to add for those uh, those games later on. But first of all, um, a bit of context, Uh, we've got uh, round uh, five, this is Contest of Champions I'm going to be playing against uh, Tim, Uh, Tim has an Alliance of Men uh, list and I know He's been using Rohan up until now, and he's going to be adding some Gondor for this thing. So, I i mean, we're kind of tailoring lists, I guess, but obviously I'm stuck with it once I've tailored that list. But um, I'm not too worried about... I'm not really bothered about tailoring lists because I don't have enough Hobbits to tailor my list. And so, literally for this one, uh, this uh, up to 600 points, I'll be honest... Don't have an awful lot to add to the list So, without much further ado This is what I'm adding to my list To make the 600 points For Contest of Champions So, I, as I've mentioned The uh, 400 points already For 600 points I'm going to be adding some of the heroes That I'm sorely missing so far uh, So, I've got Sam With his pony, fantastic Because, of course, I need some Strength 3 in the army. It sounds like not very much to most people. But for a Hobbit player, oh my God, Strength 3 is so important. Strength 2 on Merry is absolutely useless. So uh, I'm going to add him in with his Sting. So that's a good start. Also, a couple of extra Might points in there, which is very useful. Uh, We're going to have to, because you just have to, add Fatty Bulger. So that's 10 points, uh, pretty much 10 points down the drain. But he's got a fate point. He's unarmed. He's pretty useless. But hey, an a uh, Hobbit army without Fatty Bulger is not a proper hob- Hobbit army as far as I'm concerned. So Fatty jumps in the uh, uh, Hobbit list finally. Uh, then we've got Lobelia Sackville Baggins. Now, uh, Lobelia's an odd one. Um, again, no, my she's pretty useless. I, she batters people with an umbrella rather than actually hitting them in combat. But she has unusual rules about standfast, which can be potentially very, very useful, um, depending on who you're playing against. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. But ultimately, another 15 points, I think, kind of flush down the drain. Then I've literally run out of hobbits, apart apart from a couple of extra bows and a horn, um, but the problem is I actually don't have enough normal hobbits. So I don't have any um, more militia or sheriffs to actually add more than one bow. So I'm adding one bow. Uh, so uh, one Turkish hunter uh, with uh, is going into the Paladin warband. So that brings Paladin's warband to six Turkish hunters. Um, it's worth noting, my army, um, I've cleverly, cleverly designed it so that uh, any Turkish hunters who are slightly higher fight value archers uh, the fight value three have hats don't know how this worked just happened to have six bows with hats and uh, a few other bows that don't have hats works out really well for the army also sheriffs they have hats anything with a hat in my army fight three excellent way of doing this means you never forget who's fight three and who's fight two or one so uh, that's always useful now so that brings me uh, to uh, i've just added 81 points so um Honestly, don't have enough Hobbits uh, heroes built... Yeah, for starters, I will be adding, I hope, hope I'll be adding um, uh, Pippin and Frodo for the next uh, list, but I may I may struggle because I've got so much going on at the moment. So I'm going to uh, be adding some stuff that I've been preparing for the list as well. So the other things I'm going to add are three Rangers of the North with Spear and one Dunedain with a Spear. So that's a total of 93 for the Rangers of North and 26 for the Dunedain with a Spear, which brings it nice total to 200 points added with Sam Fatty Labelia and the Turkish Hunter, making for a total of two hundred points on top of my four hundred, so that's a six hundred point army ready to take on the alliance of men that Tim will be bringing with his contest of champions. The leader is going to have to be Halberd, unfortunately. Merry, yeah, he's great, but. It's going to be Halbarad because I fancy my chances with Halbarad actually being able to kill things. Merry, maybe not so much. So onto the tables for the game against Tim. And I'll be back uh, to update my points cost for 800 points any second. So game five of the Lord of the Imps uh, Slow Grow League, Uh, and as I said, I've been playing uh, Tim, Tim who has a Rohan army against my Hobbits and uh, Ranger combo. So first of all, Tim, just uh, for your 600-point list, could you summarise what you've got in the army and uh, what you added for this uh, upgraded points level as well? Um,
1: So what we've added from 400 to 600 is I've taken the Dernhelm and a few more Rides of Rohan.
0: Okay. And um, before that, you had and Gambling, and how many Therden, riders? Is Therden, it? Gambling,
1: and 12 riders at the top of my head.
0: Right, okay. So you, this is a pretty, pretty standard but solid build. Everyone's got throw, uh, throwing spears. You've got Thayden with his buffing of all the troops. You've got Dernhelm, who, who's an absolute monster sometimes. Gambling, restoring, all that uh, might. How, how have you found the army in general in the league as you've grown uh, the army?
1: Um, I found it a real pain to paint because I I started thinking if I was going to have cavalry, I wouldn't have that many models to paint. And obviously, with the horses and the dismounts, I've ended up painting more than if I'd taken a swarm army. But um, playing-wise, they've played very easily. Most of the errors have been my errors due to not really knowing what I'm doing. Um, But no, they do exactly what they say on the tin. I'm just a bit more concerned that at the higher points levels, I'm going to come unstuck because my heroes. While good against hobbits, don't really stack up very well against the higher fight value heroes of the elves and the other people I'm expecting to fight against.
0: Yeah, quite. So you've got. Um, I, I know. I, I was thinking you were going to bring some Gondor this time, but that's for the next next level, the 800 point um, yes. level. So you're bringing uh, Boromir, is it?
1: Yeah. Um, I I haven't really fully figured out what I'm doing to get to the thousand to get to 800 points. I know what my thousand points army is going to look like. Um, I wanted to bring uh, Pippin and I wanted to bring a character who could sort of step up where Theoden falls behind with his low fight value. So I was going to, by my my thousand points, my idea was to take uh, Boromir, um, some Gondor cavalry, a couple of bolt throwers, and uh, a little hobbit, yeah, um. that sounds like fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> that covers a lot of my big problems, which I sort of foresee, which are large monsters and sort of power characters, which with a pure
0: Rohan army, I wouldn't be able to do. Um. Fair enough. Now, I, I'm on to this game, though. Um, so we're playing Contest of Champions. So um, first of all, I, I know you were sort of, you. we've been chatting um, before the uh, the match on, online and stuff, and you didn't know what kind of Hobbit army you were expecting. Um were you, you weren't particularly excited about playing a horde of hobbits, but when you saw the army, what did you think? Um,
1: I didn't really know what to expect because I'm, I haven't really played that many games before. I was expecting a big swarm of hobbits. There weren't as many as I expected, and there was some chap with a random banner who I'd re- I really, really wasn't expecting as well. I'd heard there's going to be some rangers, but the chap with the banner threw me a bit because... I didn't even know what his stats were.
0: Yeah, so Halbarad, of course, the, the, the only sort of killing potential I have in my army, and handily on a horse, so it counters some of your cavalry charge. Mm. But having said that, Contest of Champions means that Merry has to be the uh, army leader because he's a, a hero of valor, and Merry against anyone on a horse with fight four is going to struggle. Merry was
1: terrible. I mean, I, you can't really beat around the bush. Hobbits are not really designed for any sort of combat at all. Um, I use a halfling team when I play Blood Bowl, so I know kind of what to expect when they start getting sat on by monsters or spiked with spears
0: and yeah, things. Yeah, it, it, it was a bit of a bloodbath. I mean, I, I deployed my line of hobbits in front of Merry, but um, I just never seem to get that move to be able to to take away your charge bonuses, because you get so much on the charge, you get the double the attacks, you get the knockdowns, you also get the strength and the fight bonus, hmm. so it's, it's such a big deal to take all that away, and, and to be fair, a few of the, the roll-offs for priority or, uh, or heroic moves, more likely, um, went your way in the early stages in in particular, which gave you all a massive upper hand early on.
1: Really, with the Rohan, once you're not charging or once you're too far away from your bubbles, they're not really very good at all. You don't really excel in combat. You don't really excel in in defensive prowess, so you need to be either choosing your charges or winning the priority. Mm-hmm. um my original plan was to sort of whittle <laughs> the hobbits down with archery uh, the deployment didn't allow that in any way so it was just kind of a lot of rolling dice and hoping i won which was
0: uh, which which worked i mean i i was quite in the first li- line i was actually when you charged i was thinking okay this isn't great but i had a few uh, combats where i'd wrapped around and there were uh, on the certainly on the ends where i got quite a lot of shearersons combat and it all looked quite good um but i think uh, i i left a warband too far away. They were going to fire arrows and you cleverly moved your, your Rohan uh, riders away because they had the longer range on the bows. So I just didn't have enough numbers to bear in the middle. Um, and and the, the fights that I did have an advantage in, I lost anyway. So I think it, it all collapsed inwards quite quickly. And like you say, the Hobbit heroes, pretty pants, strength three at their best with Sam. Um, it just meant that I, I didn't get to kill anything. Four th- riders down in the end.
1: I think... Um, Characters with bows can be quite uh, easy to get wrong. I've certainly found with elven archers that I've used them as archers when I really should be considering more of them as combat troops who just happen to have a bow and taking more opportunity shots, getting them into position. Just sitting at the back shooting, you know, denies, you know, that was sort of eight Hobbits on the side, not adding weight 25.
0: Yeah, that was a big mistake as well, and, and I'd kind of forgotten the 18-inch the range bows, so I was thinking, well, I might be able to get some shots off, and I, uh, your superior movement just meant you could bring them to bear in the centre, when actually I, I sh- where my Hobbit should have been, and with their ickle legs, they couldn't quite get there to help in time. They managed to make it in the end, and then they're, they're the only Hobbits left. There's about six, uh, five or six um, archers, plus Pallid in the middle, and even they struggled to, even even with a surrounding a rider, they, they didn't manage to kill him. I do think you've sort of also
1: come against Rohan in like a Rohan sweet spot. 600 points for Rohan is a really great place. Uh, normally, if I'd have got the models painted in time, I would have dropped a couple of riders and replaced them with Royal Guard just for a bit of variety. But, mm-hmm. so, you know, your standard Rohan cavalryman is just such a useful tool. And with all the special rules and the um, legendary legions, yeah. 600 points for Rohan is a really, really strong... Proposition to play against
0: I I totally agree And I think uh, I I wasn't particularly confident Coming up against The um, uh, The the, the Riders of Rohan Just just mainly because of that Strength and the charge bonus Mm -hmm. And having said that I thought Oh my Dunodyne, They've each got two attacks They're strength four You know They could have done uh, Done something But they just got pretty much battered in the first turn none of them won a combat and and they all just got smashed in the first turn so um i was a, a little disappointed there because i did take the charge off you um for quite a lot of those combats and i thought oh, i'll be able to pull them around they'll they'll do a lot of the heavy lifting but alas it wasn't to be with uh, with one one durnhelm charging in uh, and three individual combats uh, i think she
1: was particularly Efficient use of points, I think. Um, I mean, I, I do like throwing spears in general. I don't think they've ever failed to repay the points cost. But the, the, the sheer amount of might she brings, um, I think she's a very, very effective character. Yeah. And, uh, gambling, I think, in this, uh, it's another si- example of a game where I failed to use gambling particularly
0: well. Um. well you got some of the might back but, but yeah I mean like you say Durnhelm ma- managed to take uh, with a heroic combat killed um, one of the, the Rangers charged oh, into a couple more helped out another rider so you took out like 90 something points in the first first combat so uh, with Durnhelm I mean that's paid for Durnhelm already so uh, a great a great combat um, either way um, Tim and a great game 12-0 victory decisive decisive victory to Rohan and not very many hobbits left only four riders of Rohan dead um, it's been of a bit of a bloodbath in the Shire. Just a shame, unfortunately, I've not managed to get everyone
1: finished painting because I do like paint, playing mm. with like a completely painted army. And- yes,
0: that, that is a, a consolation prize <laughs> that, that you don't get the, the no, uh, tournament no. points I'm, for painting.
1: I'm also struggling to think how on earth I'm going to cast the magical spell to get the spell point. I'm um, sure you'll work out a way. No, I haven't. I've abandoned it. It's come down to do I take Gandalf or Boromir and I, I want Boromir. Fair enough. Well, you see, I,
0: I, I thought initially I was going to be able to take Gandalf uh, in my army list but I can't because I've taken the um, Hobbit Hero, so I'm not even going to cast any magic either, so it's all fine. But either way, uh, these are for the extra uh, points in the tournament. Uh, We get some extra little bonuses for doing things like painting armies, uh, casting and resisting spells, and hurling a monster, uh, hurling a troop with a monster. So, um, anyway, uh, Tim, great game, Uh, good luck in the rest, uh, uh, rest of the league, and thanks for chatting. No, thank you. So well done to Tim there with a rollicking victory with his Riders of Rohan. Uh, so that means uh, that's the only uh, 600 point game uh, remaining. So it's on to the 800 points and then later, 1,000 points uh, of uh, Hobbits. You see, we're getting to the stage where I need to spend a few more pounds. Uh, in fact, uh, later on, I will be spending some more pounds for the uh, 1,000 points. But I just about managed to scrape things together for the next stage of the process to add 200 points more to the list. So I start, I've got to kind of add another hobbit hero haven't I at this stage? I've got Sam, I've got Merry, so it's about time I add Pippin. Um, I'm not going to add Frodo cuz he's just so crap at this, this stage. Um I've already got the banner so I don't really need Frodo until much later. So I'm going to add uh, Pippin pony and shield. So 55 points there. Um and um I, I, as I say, running out of point, running out of stuff to add. So I'm going to add 100 points with and, and And my my Logic here is I've struggled with killing stuff. Some uh, So having uh, numerous people with uh, two attacks, strength four, fight four is going to be a little bit advantageous. And also adding to the roster of bows. Excellent stuff. So I'm going to do that, adding dunodyne. I know I'm going to suffer on numbers. And I've always known this, uh, as I progress through this, that the numbers are going to be my weak point because I just don't have enough money and time to paint so many Hobbits. So uh, I'm going to do that at 100 points with a dunedine which leaves just 45 points remaining, uh, and that's a simple spend for me. This stage, I'm going to add eight Battling brandy books and an Archer. So I do a sort of bit of a juggle around with the Warband so that uh, some of the Shuriffs move around to Pippin's Warband, and um, the Battling brandy books move around to Merry's Warband so so actually we've ended up pretty much twelve or, or something uh, somewhere around there. Um a full pretty much a full war band of of um battling brandy books. So it's about twelve battling brandy books with Mary and then the 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 existing sheriffs which was about 10 uh, go with a Pippin so something like that it all works out in numbers wise but uh, there's, so many, there's so many different things to add in here that it's hard to know where where all these people to go and the way I'm spending the points on battling brandy books and specials that can only go in Mary's Warband means that it's a little bit difficult but uh, adding a few more uh, a few more higher strength guys um, in this list seems like a sensible idea because next I'm up against dwarves Let's go on to the Dwarven battle then. 800 points of hobbits versus dwarves. It's going to be scary. So, the start of round six, it's 800 points for the hobbits and its lords of battle. I'm playing against Rich Wilson and his dwarven army. So, Rich, first of all, um, could you give us a rundown of your army? What's in the army and, and how did you fancy your chances against the hobbit horde? Oh, good dog. So, we've got Thror as the leader, a hero of legend, obviously. Uh, so, pretty strong
2: defence. Uh, yeah, defense Gem- 9. Defense 9, so yeah, they would be pretty unlucky to get any wounds off him. Uh, then we got Thrain after him. Solid attacks, plus one with the Master Forge Hammer. Then you've got Thorin as well. So his ability didn't even come off in the game, but
0: it was there to use. Yeah. And then Dwarlin, what can you say? Three attacks, strength 5. Yeah, he he can be a bit of a monster. And then you've got a smattering, I think it's about 15, is it, uh, Grimhammers? Correct, 15 Grimhammers with a plus one up to Guardians of the King to give him strength four. Yeah, so So there's strength four Grimhammers, there's lots of throwing axes, strength three. You've got a load of other dwarves with spears and stuff. Um, So when you saw the Hobbit Horde, did you think that you were going to, you know, a bit of a cakewalk or were there a lot more Hobbits than you expected? There was a lot more than I expected,
2: and I thought, no, if we're one-on-one which I was counting on then yeah
0: it it should have gone my way but it's all about the dice at the end of the day. Yeah, well, well, well it, it did go your way in the end. It, you did win the game, and um, but uh, I think you're you sort of probably thinking too much about those early ti- uh, early uh, combats where I'd move my my archer line of so many uh, so many bows and so many uh, stones. Although I didn't I don't think I actually threw a stone, um, and all the Dunedain. So there's about ten Dunedain now, I think, um, and I got about three kills from the uh, uh, from yeah, yeah, the kings, from and then and then when. You, because of the, the the terrain you ended up having a few guy outliers at the front who who got surrounded early on yeah so you set back Quite well, a nice defensive formation,
2: and then yeah, I was just funneled in, guys were splitting off, and then yeah, the bow was picking them off only one or two in the first round, but it's enough to weaken me down,
0: yeah. And, and I think, I think perhaps if I'd, if I'd been a little bit luckier, because there are a few, a couple of turns I, I'd, you know, I didn't get any wounds out of sort of 15 or 16 at bow socks, which I was, I was a little, I was saying, you know, I don't really mind too much, but I think if I'd got just a few more it would have really made that difference because those throwing axes killed about four or five guys, even though I'd killed about six, uh, grimhammers at the time they connected. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of hobbit death because, you know, strength three throwing axes against defense yeah. three is <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But you, the grimhammers were flying well off the board, I think quicker than I expected. Yeah. I mean, once you got, once you got, I, I think the first thing I did was surround all the grim, the five or so grim hammers that did get into the front. Yeah. Surrounded them with some of the Dunedain, uh, with halberd. uh, a couple of the Hobbit heroes, all those attacks, um, lots of lots of dead Grimhammers. But then, of course, when the lines finally did connect. I, I, I lost a couple of heroic um, move-offs, which didn't help. And then you had the spear line, which just the strength four, uh, uh, yeah. strength four guys with the, with the strength three in the back, with all the piercing strikes and all this sort of thing, slowly wore slowly, me down. Slowly, slowly. I think it was a bit of two
2: and fro. In though, there would be around, say, round three would go my way. Round four, catch up a bit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't know how it was going to go. No, I,
0: I think I was narrowly behind you most of the way in terms of kills. Lords of Battle, obviously tallying kills, but um, I think the what, what I really, obviously, I've got loads more models anyway so you've got more people to kill yeah, but, uh, but I, I think what I'd struggled with I had nothing nothing to counter those big heroes so when those big heroes did get get a chance to do damage I just had nothing to is, counter them yeah absolutely this is
2: true and then the fight value of your army is just there were so many times uh, when you got the six and then I would get the six as well yeah. and it just yeah but like I said you had a plenty
0: of might though on your side I did I had all the might so I had plenty of chances for right moves I mean like I say not all of the roll-offs went my way although a fair few did oh, go my way I must I say I think
2: so yeah yeah. yeah. I,
0: think I, had, I think I had
2: every single priority I think you had every single... Heroic yeah or probably most heroic. of the heroics yeah,
0: not not yeah, 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 I think that's probably fair that a lot of the heroics definitely went my way, probably ninety percent um, but yeah, it was the like you said, the fight value because even if I've got five as, as we've, I'm looking down at the ruins and there's a circle of Shuris, where and, and in the middle there was a grim hammer, they've got this just lovely boot, flower formation. Just, just his boots left over yeah, the, yeah, exactly they've bashed him to death, but yeah, there were so many times like you say where um, where we got we, I just got I just like, ah, damn, and of course, you kill everything. Thing that, uh, that I'm fighting, you know, with the Strength Force, Piercing Strikes, anytime I lose a combat, it's a dead hobbit. Pretty much, pretty much. I think. It went that way eventually,
2: but the first combat I got into, two Grimhammers against one Hobbit, he won it though, didn't he? No, he did, yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, so that was purely to to stop you getting the uh, the throwing uh, throwing axe off both of them, and I managed to win it anyway. I did manage to pull off a good move at the end where I uh, surrounded Dwalin with halberad Pippin, uh, and a Dunadine and managed to kill kill him with a strike and and charge off him and into stuff. Alas, at this time I just couldn't get into thrall. What I, as it as it ends? It ended on the w- roll of a one or two because we were both broke. Um, and there's, there's this. If you're looking at the field now, I've got Pippin, Merry, Halberad, and a and ranger yeah, yeah. all lined up, ready to go straight for Thor. So yeah. that would have been my th- next move. Would yeah, have been straight into right. the back of Thor and hopefully I'd have got a wound. That's what I was counting on. Didn't
2: quite get it though. No, I. To be honest, I missed that. I was. I wasn't counting on ending then, mm. but I. I was concentrating on trying to get the kills I didn't even see that he's actually just got one guy next to him he yeah. wouldn't be able to help him so he's, yeah he's actually
0: completely surrounded there's, yeah. one, there's one dwarf there that, that could potentially stop someone getting in but but really he's completely surrounded having said that my Pip Merry is on her borrowed time as well he's only got two fate no might oh sorry he spent two fate spent uh, two might he's got uh, two wounds obviously but he's still narrowly narrowly lost uh, uh, lost all his fate but either way it was a cracking game bridge and you played it really well and you, you managed to pull things around I think perhaps there are a couple of times that you, you didn't get your heroes in as quickly oh, as you no, could have done if you got Dwalin in there doing some damage uh, but he ended up sort of, sort of hanging around at the back for far too long he would have smashed through hobbits like nobody's business yeah absolutely for uh, 85 points
2: for what he is, I think he only got two kills if mm-hmm. that one combat, next one you just surrounded, wiped yeah. out by your heroes. Yeah, because so. he
0: was just hanging around at the back, doing yeah. like chilling out, watching ev- all the all the troops sort of either either die or, or kill hobbits. That's so it, a spectator's game uh, for Dwarven, but yeah. either way, it didn't matter in the end because you managed to uh, absolutely destroy the hobbits yeah. and and a good game. And, and in terms of the the Slow Grow League itself, yeah, um, you you must have started with uh, Thror, is that right? Or who yeah, did you start was, with? Oh, it was Thrain actually, I think. Oh. Yeah,
2: because uh, someone mentioned on the chat,
0: oh, Defense Nine might be a bit overkill for two hundred, so I thought, oh right, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I mean, I think <laughs> I was one of the outliers who was saying, "No, take him." Two hundred oh, yeah, defense nine is right, great. Yeah. Although but it might have been a sensible choice in the end. Yeah,
2: I, it was thrained to begin with. Yeah, uh, with I think it was only seven or eight warriors available. Basically, the war band he, he came with today. Yeah then Added Thrall and just been doubling up each time. They're quite nice, round numbers of dwarves. So, yeah. I've literally been a hero each time and a warband each time, as in, so that's why I'm on four now.
0: And, and you're fairly new to the game. You play, uh, collected the toy soldiers back in the day yeah. and then never
2: really played, is that right? That's right, yeah. I was always just into it. As soon as I saw all of the rings, all they did miniatures, straight into it, 2001. Yeah. So, you know, when I was like nine, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as soon as I
0: saw this came out last year, I thought, I've got to get the, got to get the models, got to get into it, yeah, definitely. And how have you enjoyed it so far? Because, you, you know, this slow-go league has been purely for the uh, new players like yourself who or, or returning players perhaps um, uh, how have you found the Slow Grow League building up this army and, and going from 200 to 800 so far? Oh, right. it's, it's been an awesome just progression to be honest I think it's been like
2: perfect for timing as well getting games in when you're struggling yeah. but yeah to actually build up the army it gives you time to paint as well I yeah. think I've only had one or two get one game maybe where it wasn't painted yeah. as well so there's that as well.
0: And worth noting your painting actually we both painted our armies which is a, a, good, a good thing but um, you're, you're, they, they look great. The Grimhammers, like, this, and particularly the Hammers because even though they're just you know metal, yeah, they actually yeah done, done a cracking <laughs> job. So, and I love the fact that uh, this is the the are rewarding um, uh, rewarding tournament points or, or league points by uh, uh, helping people paint. If uh, just get just that little extra yeah. incentive, the inc- encouraging the yeah.
2: encouraging the hobby <laughs> side of it as well. Not yes. just going all out gaming, but yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's good to have fully painted models.
0: I love, yeah, I love like the flowers on Mary, for example. Oh, and thank nice you. Pe- nice peaceful touch there. Yeah, and you know, uh, pink lobelia and all that sort of stuff. Nice and colourful yeah, hobbits, that um, sadly uh, covered in more red <laughs> than anything else <laughs> after that battle. Well, Rich, cracking game. Thanks very much for talking to me on the podcast as well. Cheers, Harry. Thanks very much. Thanks for setting it up as well. Yes, uh, no, no worries. There you go. So another defeat uh, at the hands of dwarves. I guess I should have seen this coming that uh, I take us an army with an idea of going easy on these uh beginners in the the Slow Grow League um, and then actually get smashed maybe because they're actually very good gamers every one of them Uh, although they've never played SBG before this Slow Grow they're certainly smashing me now Um, either way I'm stuck with the Hobbits now so it means I've got to add 200 points more to finish off the Slow Grow League finish off my final battle um, and uh, after a couple of dropouts which uh, well I think it was only one dropout in the end um it's left me with only one more player uh, I think actually I think it was it was one dropout and someone uh, was meant to be playing the ringer so in the end, we've ha- ended up with a rematch to end or end the tournament, which is excellent. Uh, playing against the Urukai and a thousand points. Uh, if you listen back to the previous uh, episode in the Slow Grow, then you'll be able to listen back to Matt in his early stages of his army with Lurts and the Urukai and all that stuff against my hobbits. I was victorious last time. How will I fare this time? So I've added two hundred points worth of hobbits to the grand army of hobbits. It's getting a ridiculous number now. Uh, I, I don't even have the, the details anymore. Um, I've lost count, but I know for 200 points extra, I'm going to add 12 sheriffs, whole foot, who's the new Hobbit character who allows uh, sheriffs to go uh, two-handed without the suffering the downside, which is very good um, well, I say very good it's it's pretty good for, for sheriffs uh, it might not be great in comparison to other stuff, but certainly okay. but having that a little advantage is going to be great, so sheriffs and whole foot um, I'm going to add Frodo 65 points on his pony it's not great but he's a banner another banner uh, banner effect anyway so that's very good Um, and I've got three more battling brandy books to round off um, Mary's warband four more bows two more sheriffs and a militia for a sort of smattering to fill out pretty much every warband so we're getting to the stage where we've got pretty much full warbands for most of the heroes we're talking 60 something hobbits 50 something hobbits I think it is and um, 8 Dunedain uh, and uh, Halbarad so this is it's, it's actually actually a pretty solid 1,000-point uh, alliance of stuff. Yes, it's weak in the sense that it's got a lot of Dunedain, which, um, you know, those eight Dunedain could be... Oh, gosh, how many points are they each? 25 points each. Some of them are 30 because they're Rangers of the North. So we're talking, I don't know, 20, 30 hobbits or something extra uh, I don't know, I can't do the maths in my head And um, uh, it's late, uh, late is the hour that I record this podcast, so anyway there you go, uh, l- lots more hobbits could be in there um, and potentially be more powerful but more difficult to move and build, which is crucial for me, so that's how the way it's going to be, we've got a thousand points left Matt, and then of course we'll be finding out, uh, a little bit on uh, later on in the podcast, we'll be finding out how the final goes, I'm not going to be in the final after my uh, defeats, but definitely it's looking like Aiden and Harry will be. Uh, Aiden, I haven't played in the uh, in the podcast um, in the league at all. Uh, Or did I? I can't remember. Uh, It's been it's been so long since the start now. Uh, But Harry did. um, uh, He did very well against me. Um, It looks like they're going to be in the final. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a kind of commentary of their uh, matchup. We'll see how that actually pans out and works in practice. But it should be good fun. So after this, we're going to go straight into the uh, championship game and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to find out a little bit more context for the interviews that follow with Harry and Aiden uh, about who wins the league. Will it be Harry? Will it be Aiden? Aiden Harry uh, has the Lothlórien elves uh, so he's got Rumil and Haldir and all the goodness including I think an Ent um allied entry bit allied and Aiden has a, a Mordor monstrosity including a catapult and Shagrat uh, and loads of Moran and Orcs and stuff like that so uh, it's going to be a pretty tough match-up uh, for both of them and the final battle which I think was probably a bad idea on my part is Heirlooms of Ages Past uh, I was thinking this might be quite a fun one to end on that it's a bit more complicated in terms of rules for scenarios But also I'm thinking, actually, this might be a little too random. Fingers crossed the randomness doesn't affect this game too much. We'll find out in a matter of milliseconds when we talk to uh, Matt for the final game of my slow-grow journey with the Hobbits. It's been a pleasure so far, but let's try and move a thousand points worth of Hobbits around a table. Hmm. It's going to be good fun. Okay, so the final game of the Lord of the Imps Slow Grow League. It's been a long time coming, but it was a thousand points of hobbits, so it took it was a fair amount of time to do it. But also playing against Matt, who in the first round uh, I played against two hundred points worth of Urukai. Um, so just just first of all, can you remind us what was in that list if you can remember, okay. uh, and then we can go to what you've added
3: over the few weeks for the thousand points? So it started off as a single war band led by Lurtz. And then the other 110 points were literally, I think, 10 other guys. Uh, two Berserkers and then a, uh, a nice mix of Pikes and Shield, regular Uruk Warriors. Um, <laughs> since that, I've added in... Well, in this final one, I've added in uh, Uglug with a Max Warband. Lertz has filled his Warband up now. Banner, Drum, Extra Bodies. Um, Uglug's in there. A few Berserkers and the uh, smattering of Warriors. we got Vrasku with a... Uh, crossbow squad I've got a regular captain the unnamed um, with just a, a mix of regular warriors as well and then I had a shaman um, who had a few warriors and then between I think for and the captain I had uh, six war riders as well
0: well now that is that is an awful lot of Urukai uh, models because usually you sort of expect quite an elite army potentially with lots of uh, lots of berserkers and things like that but you went with mostly Urukai pike pipe blocks things like that
3: yeah so um I do have a I do have a troll who I like, but I've played a, a few games with him now, and I'm starting to come around with the uh, with many people's experience of without any might or stuff like that. He does kind of get bogged down, and 110 points is a lot when I can get 11 pikes, for example. So I was rocking 20 pikes in that list, um, which is uh, I like them; they're good. Uh, I see why people take them, and the the crossbows were fine, but. um didn't do a great deal, but I I, I laid down a lot of scenery. Uh, sort of, I think helped me more uh, than Harry, but kind of uh, hindered shooting on both parts at times. So yeah, let, let, let's walk through the battle because
0: um, it's uh, it wasn't uh, what I expected actually. For some reason, I thought it was Contest of Champions, so I was thinking, oh, okay, this is going to be awful, um, and then it ended up as being heirlooms of ages past with uh,
3: uh, eighty. Eighty or so hobbits. Was it six? sixty-one? Sixty-one urukai versus eighty-two hobbits and Dúnadan. And
0: Dunodyne, of course. Yeah. And and the what what I think really hampered me was the fact that I had quite a lot of war bands, and so uh, including all the Dúnadan who were on their own, and then um, then uh, was on his own, Fatty Bolger was on his own, and <laughs> was on his own, and then Frodo and uh, Pippin had much smaller war bands because I just don't have enough hobbits. Oh so I ended up being. All over the board in in a sense. Although you were quite kind in a, in some ways, because you when you uh, when I rolled lots of threes, you ended up putting up quite a few on one side. And so, it, but there was a lot of terrain, and there were a couple of objectives. The second turn was a big turn. What happened?
3: So, I th- yeah, I think it was the second turn. I I uncovered the uh, the relic on my second attempt, right up in the top corner. So, apart from a few outlying hobbits and doonadine, um, we had very much lined up on me on the the north and I think it was west maybe north and west um Harry was down on the, the south and east so mm. me finding it early on on my side and especially in the more densely terrain um yeah part of the map uh it was more of a case of hobbits and dunedain running at my uh, crossbows which um harry admitted in the game was uh the opposite of what he was uh trying to do so that definitely swung it in my favor and then i had a, i had a strong flank on the north so i was able to sweep some walls and uh uruks down the side but yeah early doors i said it was a uh, it was mine to lose based on the positioning of where models came on and where I found the relic
0: yeah absolutely because I was I, I sort of castling up I had Halbarad just hovering next to a, uh, one of the objectors on the other side of the board with most of my warbands of hobbits you know a good 40 or 50 hobbits on one side of the map 10, 15 on the other with a couple of uh, Dunodyne. But, of course, it happened to land on the other side of the map with the crossbows. A crossbow gets it as well, so crossbow doesn't need to worry about being in combat. He's just firing shots, and I have to dodge everything on the way. So it just takes a long time for me to actually wheedle my way through, not losing loads to crossbow fire because I was quite careful, but it took a lot of time, I think, was the main thing. So then it meant that, and by that time, you know, there was the odd combat here and there, and I lost a big bunch of hobbits over, when uh, uh, was it, which which warband was it? The captain and uh, the, the shaman on one side who were slowly churning through hobbits. So by the time I reached you, I I was already worrying about breaking, even though I was, you know, probably you'd probably killed twenty and I had twenty more to kill. But those hobbits go down pretty quick against fight four strength four Uruks.
3: They were considering I had to get like by the end, the last two turns, you were actually threatening, and my relic holder was in combat. It was a it was a case of closing it out. So I guess actually my sort of hidden. MVP warband, in a way, was the sort of the unnamed captain and the shaman on the side, with probably about 10, 15. Uh, Wolves War, and Nuruk's because they swept through and killed about 20 militia mm-hmm. um, and without, and they, they wiped through most of that in a couple of turns. I think it was only Labelia and a couple of extra hobbits. Labelia was really holding on. Um, <laughs> but um, I think them sweeping through and taking about 15, 20 militia hobbits out on, and archers on the sides uh, that helped close the game down by a uh, shorten it by a couple of turns which probably if it had went on longer I would have risked giving up the relic.
0: Yeah and, and I, I was faced with a decision because I, I was leaking sort of militia over in that corner and I wanted to send more over to the main battle where the objective was but on the other hand I didn't want to just move them over and have them slowly chase down anyway so I kind of thought well if I get a few kills, if I hold them over in the one side then I've got still got a lot of numbers over this side of the battle and as you say uh, the the guy with the objective ended up with uh, in a, ra- a few rounds of combat there was a slow sort of progression of, uh, of whole foot and some sheriffs uh, a couple of heroes that were just kind of bumping against things too often to actually make any real gains but eventually they broke through if it wasn't for those bloody wargriders they kept <laughs> passing their, uh, their test you know k- six hobbits around a wargrider kill the rider and then the wag stays there and then i don't get to so i have to fight it again so it kept ha- that sort of thing kept happening it slowly so get but i got there in the end and it was a, it was basically it was down to a ranger versus uh, the guy with the objective and a pike behind him. So it was two on two, you had the banner, but it was pretty much even, and and you ended up winning that one. Um, It would have been a draw if I'd have killed him and kept the banner in the very last turn, but as you say, it was yours to lose. I was down to... Uh, below 20, I uh, was 19 or something like that at that point. So you'd killed 60 hobbits and rangers in that point. I'd lost my leader, Merry, quite early on. Um, I'd lost all of my uh, potential power of doing it. Halberad, I made a big mistake. He was making it for a, what I thought was a, a game-winning move, uh, sneaking around the terrain, round, around the back. Um, but I hadn't worked out that if you just move one model, then it, it meant that you had three crossbows aiming at Halberad, who has one fate and his defence five. So it was a big mistake. Um, but generally... It was a cracking game. I mean, this was probably the longest game of Lord of the Rings I've ever played. It's thousand yeah. points, but we went till it finished at about three and a half, four hours.
3: Yeah, it was getting on for that. I, a thousand. I think the uh, the next largest game I played was uh, was eight hundred points in the league. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I think we had played a seven hundred point before against your Casad Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it was at biggest by a couple of hundred points. And like I said, I decided no troll, just get max bodies on there, and then it came up against a. What a hauled army! So yeah, it was a uh, biggest game, and we had sort of maxed out on models for our respective um forces. So yeah, I mean, would have definitely went to time in a tournament, but we uh we stuck it out. um here to play the last few turns, and you know, it was nice to get a foregone conclusion.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think actually it was worth worth finishing to the end because it was uh, it, it was an interesting turn. If if we'd have finished ages ago, we wouldn't. I would have assumed I would never have had a chance to get there. Yeah. But actually, the fact that I did have that small chance of claiming a, a draw from the end made me think, oh, you yeah, know, this is well, worth, and it made it quite a tense tense finale. So uh, a, a cracker of a game and a great way to finish the league. And now, because uh, we played in um, twice in the league, very much right at the start and right at the end, I'm because you were very much a new player when you started this process and you basically only played a couple of games against me and a couple of the other people, I think. And a, how has the league helped you develop your
3: army and B, has it convinced you to stick with the system? Yeah, I mean, so I play a couple of other systems and um, we were chatting earlier actually and sort of saying about, uh, you know, split time and how. but I definitely want to stick with Lord of the Rings. I, I, it was literally this time last year um, I was given a couple of demo games. Uh, I chose to play with Isengard, and I was like, yep, I like them. <laughs> I like them in the books and films. Uh, I'll, I'll play them on the tabletop too. And, um, yeah, I, I've enjoyed the league and um, tried out a few different things. And like I said, it's it's one thing. Uh, I like the body, you know, Pyx Berserkers, learning how to use them in unison. Um, crossbows can be a mixed bag, but... It's um. I think the real learning curve is uh, better use of my heroes mm-hmm. and and their might, but and when to go in combats as well.
0: Yeah, I mean you, you can really tell from the, the difference uh, if, considering the the way you played. You were really quite restrained with your use of might, which is a really difficult thing um, for someone new to the game. But as you say, you're not so new anymore. You've been mm-hmm. playing for months now. But um, it was, it was a cracking game. And I, I just finally because uh, it was one of those uh, those things that I, I thought well. Uh, I thought I could could potentially win this. I've got lots of models. I've got the chance. But but it just shows that you've come on so much that you're able to take a win considering the first time we played.
3: It was kind of a whitewasher, (laughs) wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, so it, it was quite a scale-up from 200 points to 1,000. Um, but I, <laughs> my my loss in that first game uh, really stuck with me, getting surrounded by uh, sheriffs and um, just getting clubbed to death uh, with my forces. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I tried to use the terrain to my advantage and uh, stuck in big clumps and it's my big uh, heavy flanking manoeuvre as well to stop really just getting swarmed and a repeat on a larger scale. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and finally and what about Saruman have you considered Saruman because I know you, you you seem to like the Uruk's, but um, you know in a big game like this I was fully expecting to face up against Saruman but clearly no not for you
3: uh, there was a couple of times where I was like oh choosing priority would be handy right now um, but again it's another thing you know I'd, I'd be dropping like my 20 pikes for example um, so he, he's a big points investment and like I said I'm still learning to use my hero so learning an expensive wizard um, like that as well it's a uh, Maybe not a first-time use in a in a game. I really wanted to win.
0: Um, I think actually, an uh, early early doors. It's probably best to learn how to use the troops, mm-hmm. and that seems to be what you're you're getting a hang of. Yeah. So Matt, well well done. You're cracking victory, twelve 0 Didn't even touch Lurtz, really. I had one chance to wound him, but uh, you know. So and you broke me. You're twenty five percent in me. You ended the game with the, the relic in your possession and you've, you've, you've done really well in the league, I think. So you're up in the top four or five, I think. Okay,
3: brilliant. So. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, and uh, just one final comment then. I'd say uh, one of the highlights was, I think, turn one or two, poor Fatty Bolger on his own getting run down by a pack of wolves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it so wasn't a chance. great start for
0: Fatty, bless him.
3: <laughs> no, no, that was, uh, I think that was the, the thing that started the war. Yeah, <laughs>
0: the war. It, it really did. Four, four hours ago seems like a long time, but Fatty did bite the dust pretty early on. Yeah, ah, unsuccessful in the end. Uh, but hey ho, that's the Hobbit, uh, the Hobbit way. I end up doing all right um, in the league in general—a sort of mid-table obscurity, as always. Um, considering, considering, you know, they're they're much more powerful at lower points ranks. I'm not really surprised about that, and I'm glad that I've managed to get in the middle rank. So that's all good. Um, but if you check out the previous podcast, that sounded a lot more successful, as they were all noobs um, that I was playing at that stage in the tournament, and now they're all a bit more advanced and have a lot more stuff to with which to counter my my hobbity horde. But there you go, right, I mentioned, teasing ahead, this is a championship game. We've got a thousand points worth of elves, uh, and a thousand points worth of orcs, Mordor orcs, um, on the heroes up against each other are uh, Shagrat and Galadriel, Uh, Galadriel alongside the whole family, Haldir, Rumil, Celeborn, all there, Um, and there's, uh, I think there's about twelve... Elven Bows, there's Guard of the Galadrim Court, there's also Allied in Treebeard, interesting choice as well uh, for Harry, p- potentially wanting to get killing power because the opposing side has a Shagrat, it has a Mordor Troll Chieftain, a Mordor Troll oh, it's nasty, it's got a Troll Catapult, it's got a line of Moran and Orcs, as long as your arm, it's pretty fearsome stuff uh, and I think there's even a sh- room for a Shaman in there somewhere, so uh, without much further ado, here's a bit of commentary explaining some of the stages of the battle before Before we go into an interview with Aidan and Harry, one of them will have won the Slow Grow League here in Lincoln. So we join the finale, Aidan versus Harry of the Lord of the Imps Slow Grow League gets the final final match-up, 1,000 points. We've got the Lothlorian army on this side of the board that I'm watching over with an Ent. Uh, an ally of Treebeard the Ent um, Galadriel, Celeborn Rumil, Haldir and a load of elves and on the other side of the field we've got uh, Rumil, uh, sorry not Rumil uh, Gurrit, Shagrat the fearsome warrior uh, we've got a troll chieftain a, and a Mordor troll and we've got a Mordor catapult with its troll of course and I see a banner and a few Warg riders smattering around the field as well as Gurrit hiding in the corner uh, it's the, the s- scenario is Heirlooms of ages past, and uh, I I join you uh, three turns or so in after most of the stuff has arrived on the field, but the heirloom has already been discovered very early on. Uh, A six has been rolled. On the Orky side of the board, and there's a big old line of Moranans there uh, protecting that uh, Orky horde as the wargs move on towards the, towards the Elves uh, on this side of the, uh, of the board. So the Elves are fighting an uphill battle to try and capture that thing, and they're facing rock after rock. Already six, or I think it's six Hel- uh, of Haldir's bows, uh, bow uh, support have already perished to the, uh, the rocks. So we'll see what happens, and I'll keep, uh, keep you up to date with the progress so turn 4 movement has been underway lots of movement on this board now the elves advancing through the middle some wards on the right hand flank as the evil side looks at it moving to swing round to capture Celeborn, his band of merry fellows and some archers that are there with Haldir Um, but blinding light has gone up Galadriel protecting uh, Treebird, the ally and some knights in the centre which means the Mordor Catapult Rock has been dropping instead onto Haldir's head uh, with some bows Um, so at the moment Haldir's down to no fate um, two wounds still but he has no compatriots with him so the bow contingent of the army has been uh, absolutely dis- dis- demolished by uh, by rocks, um, and it's still a good twenty twenty four inches or so away. So we're looking at a few more turns of punishment while this uh, while these rocks keep dropping on the head. Um, so Aiden uh, playing very well with uh, with the catapult has also sent a wire a contingent forward. I wonder what that's going to what the plan there is. Um, also worth noting that Harry's uh, potentially not playing against the uh, siege weapon particularly how you'd think um, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of there's, the blinding light bubble is in the centre surrounding only about a, a half of the army there's another contingent but he's not leaving anyone for the rocks to scatter into um, which is probably a, a, the reason he's lost so many of his elves um, maybe would have uh, would have mitigated those losses had he just left one guy uh, about 6 inches 7 inches but uh, six inches behind the rock could then scatter automatically into that one kill that one and leaving a lot more rather than three dead per turn may only be only one a dead per turn still a significant number after a few turns, but not quite as many as he'd hoped. Now, we're on to the next turn. I think priority's gone to evil and the wags are charging straight into uh, the elven contingent there, which I believe contains Celeborn and uh, a good old uh, block of block of Galadrim. I think this might be an ill judged charge. We'll find out in a few minutes' time. So, the wags have charged forward uh, into the Galadrim over there in the, uh, the corner. Um, in in interesting move, there's a, a block of wags who are facing now, have been sort of uh, countercharged by the Galadrium Elves um, obviously Galadrium Elves have a higher fight value there's quite a lot of them there so it might end up quite badly for the wags but we'll see, um, maybe they're there to uh, provide a block to to sort of, a roadblock as it were, to, to block this left hand side flank of, of elves from moving over towards the, the objective and uh, slow Harry down in his progress don't know just yet, but I can't, can't see many wands being left on the field at the moment, Ke- Kelliborn's charging combat with a banner behind him and a spear so we might end up seeing some heroic combat action, we shall have to wait and see uh, I think it might have definitely been a bad move for the wild but ultimately it's not going to be at the end of the game because there's still the entire rest of the Moran horde in numbering oh, 30 or so models plus a couple of trolls and a catapult on the opposite side of the board and Harry's still got to, to play to catch up against the uh, capturing the heirloom there in typical orcish fashion fas- oh, oh that's a disappointment in typical orcish fashion the uh, the Mordor orc catapult decided to fire into the combats uh, that the wilds of charging. a clever move there from Aidan um, in the hope of dismounting or maybe even killing some of the Galadrian cavalry the three cavalry that have just been sort of almost enticed into the trap I suppose had that worked it would have knocked um, some of Harry's faster moving troops and some very useful troops uh, onto their bums and losing the horses of course uh, Devaluing them greatly, um, but even with that re-roll, the model or capital has failed to move, and I suppose that means that the trap trapper has now become the trap E with Kelleborn, Wargs, and uh, lots of Fight Five models in combat. There, it's going to go badly, I'd have thought, unless the dice go badly for uh, Harry. Looking at the first combat, mm, roll of a, two, a double two against uh, the Wargs, not great, and one death already, so not a great sign. Uh, Come back after that fight and that fight reveal how this uh, championship match pans out. Uh, so at the end of that round of combat uh, there was uh, a slight confusion after a little rules query meant that uh, the cavalry had to redo their combat because uh, they didn't realise that uh, if you charge cavalry you don't get your charge bonus so uh, there's a couple of uh, heroes that have done well held it in Celeborn, killing some wargs but actually there was still quite a lot still left in the in the combat there so uh, losing a Galadrim Knight and a warrior um, to the wargs and only I think one warg went down in the end so not great for the gladrum uh, in that combat there so I think Aidan's done exactly what he wanted to to do there Um, and by by successfully causing a roadblock in the centre of the field there the question is will all of the rest of the army charge in um, and continue to be I suppose blind uh, uh, distracted by this uh, this Contingent to the left, that's the big question um, And it looks like they are We've got a, a set of gladrin pikes heading in there to get a wag And we've got Treebeard Looking, uh, uh, eyeing up the combat and Also measuring there To see if he can throw a tr- stone at a troll Interesting idea Interesting idea. We'll see what happens, uh, but it looks like those ones have probably got their their time is numbered. And if Galadriel moves closer, she looks like she's going to put up a blinding light and might prevent the idea of having that um, that rock land in the combat and cause all sorts of issues for the combat, which is absolutely not what Harry wants. So Aiden definitely in a commanding position at the moment, and I think he would be even if there wasn't an objective castled up behind most of his army.
4: So the blinding light's been successful. It's uh, helped protect a good
0: con- contingent of the army from uh, a rock, but one guy and a couple of combats did get affected. The splash damage, uh, knocking a wag off uh, his horse and knocking a few Galadrim over. But of course, they won't be able to strike each other. Um, so actually. Now they've got a, a, an extra body in there, it could be m- almost harder for the balladroom to overcome that obstacle that they really should be uh, focusing on. Uh, interesting developments here uh, in this championship round with lots and lots of people fighting. Uh, I think Harry is losing focus on the objectives and getting a bit of uh, uh, seeing red in his eyes uh, as he looks looks at the, uh, the wags as tasty, tasty morsels. Perhaps he should be focusing more on the catapult that's inevitably going to drop rocks on him for the rest of the 18 or so inches until he arrives into the objective over the other side of the board. Combat's now, uh, just after the rocks landed.
3: So there you go. The the combat's complete,
0: um, and the elves are working their way through the the wargs. I fear, a bit too slowly, um, uh, some unseated wargs, some prone people after being knocked over, the elves won those fights there on their uh, standing up. But now the question is, what happens? Do they move out of the bubble of Galadriel's uh, uh, blinding light that's keeping them protected from that big old rock? Or do they, uh, do they hover around and hover around this ruin they 're stuck in at the moment, which is still good twenty or so inches away from the Moran with the objective? bearing in mind this isn 't a game that 's going to have to time out there 's still a potential three hours worth of gameplay, so they could they could uh, play it right to its fruition i don 't know whether they will or not, um, but it could go all the way, which could potentially in the long term leave Harry enough time to do it but will it give him enough time to do it who knows we'll find out as we progress through this commentary so a big shot from the, uh, the catapult now uh, as we get into uh, I don't know how many turns we've had it's getting, getting, getting in depth anyway so uh, Big Rock lands on Treebird. it's scattering though and I think Harry's chosen to take it on Treebird himself uh, it will wound him will it? it I think it wounds him on, uh, so he fails his first fate roll he needs to pass this one and he does pass this one. So, Treebeard spent two points of fate. Luckily, there's a Gladiol around who can restore fate on the battlefield, but at the moment she's protecting the troop lines with Blinding Light, of course. And um, the battle uh, over the left hand contingent, still clearing up the Wild Riders, but um, sensibly, I think uh, Haldir called a heroic combat um, on one of the last Guards to try and relocate some of those troops. Um, either to push them forward towards the Mordor orcs, uh, and also to reclaim uh, Galadriel as well who's been charged by an orc who stood up and uh, had to move. I think he was obscured by a building so uh, uh, Harry didn't notice that he was in there. He cheekily popped up and tried to charge a leader. So uh, heroic combat has been declared to try and solve that. Uh, hasn't happened so far so we're we're just watching the dice roll it's almost like watching paint dry especially if you're listening to it on the podcast so apologies about that shall I stop talking and get right to the good stuff no I'm going to wait I'm going to wait no, it's okay. Harry won. Harry won the combat, so now I don't have to keep you in suspense any longer. So we've got lots of attacks. Uh, trapped warg there. So I think that's what five or so guys charging the guy. So there should be uh, should be no issues there. Dispatching this warg. Of course, the issue with one is you have to kill the guy on top, then roll the courage check. So it's all very confusing. Uh, strings of dice are being rolled <laughs> one after the other. Uh, we'll come back and see how Galadriel fares if this combat goes well. So at the end of that round of combat the elves have successfully dispatched all of the wire riders but I think they they did a, a good job the wild riders being sent forward by Aiden there uh, delayed everything for the elves elven side then they haven't even got anywhere near clashing lines just yet and there's a lot of elves dead um, I think four or five elves went in those combats the 10 or so elves uh, archers have died as well from the catapult blasts so it's going to be a tricky one for for Harry to catch up here there's two trolls three trolls including the catapult one there's Shagrat, there's Gurits there's quite a lot of morannans that will absolutely chop through those elves if, uh, if they win the, win the fights of course but uh, elves have got the advantage there but crucially it's going to be difficult for the elves to fight through those lines of, of trolls uh, and everything else Treebeard will help, uh, having a Galadriel immobilising stuff will very much help as well, but we'll see how this, uh, this championship matchup continues evil have taken priority as well. Another downside for the elves. So some frosty exchanges uh, as the shooting gets underway. Haldir declared a heroic shoot. Not quite sure what the hope was there. Um, Harry uh, Harry was hoping that Haldir might be able to take out uh, something. Um, ahead of the, the catapult, there was a tree beard firing a rock there, but I don't think he an estimated just how, uh, how many wounds the catapult has got. Tree beard did manage to take a wound off the catapult itself, but. Probably not wise, it might have been better to shoot at the troll or the chieftain or even Shagrat. But uh, losing sight of the objectives, I think the catapult might be doing a lot of damage. But actually, it would have been better to spend that night right towards the, the catapult. I think so. There we go, we've got Tim joining us behind us, uh, another member of the the Slow Grow League, and uh, at the moment So Haldir's yeah. wasted, it, wasted a point of might, and uh, the Catapult's just yeah. taken out the last of Harry's cavalry, unwisely left away from the Blinding Light bubble. Everything else in the army is in the Blinding Light bubble. The two calves, probably the most important part of the army, have been knocked over, and one of them killed by the Catapult. Harry's uh, getting close to the halfway point as well. Very, very large numbers of elves dropped dead. Two, four, six, eight, ten, 12, something like sixteen. Sixteen out of forty, so pushing to the the break point. Probably won't be an issue in this army, but it's going to be it's going to be a going to be an uphill battle still. No Moranans dead. Uh, maybe one I think from the bow. One Moran dead yet. Yeah, one Morannon dead and seven, or six or seven wilds. It's going to be tough. Two trolls to Crack through, and uh, elves losing numbers by the second in this uh, championship round for the Lord of the Ents. So so finally a few turns in, the elves are actually making progress, getting towards the uh, the Morannon line, um, they're b- blocked up in a in quite a quite a decisively frightening-looking block, heading for the left flank, which has got uh, a, a banner and uh, Shagrat and a troll. But the catapult's in the middle there. Still got one more shot before they're closing the gap. Um, so no shooting this turn. Gladriel's protecting himself. Blinding light everywhere. Only one or so people. There is some shooting. There's some one shot. I just hit. Aiden's saying there is going to be one shot from the catapult that's going to hit two stragglers. Two elves on the right-hand side flank, which probably won't be there before the uh, b- before the end of this turn. But certainly interesting as these lines clash, the fight value advantage is going to be big, but the strength advantage of those uh, those winning rolls on the other side are just going to be pretty hard to overcome. So if if Harry plays it well with his with his heroes, three heroes, all strength four heroes, Elden heroes, all going to do particularly well if they chop through those Mirandans on the left-hand side. They're all relatively uh, relatively safe, but then of course there's Galadriel as well. Who can start neutralising some of those trolly troll trolled threats? <laughs> it's really a lot to play for here. It's, nice. it's, it's quite it's quite an interesting game as we're getting into this stage because so much will depend on um, the dice rolls. If Harry ruins a few uh, combats with failing to beat the combats uh, and win the when the roll offs, mm, it's going to be going to be very difficult. Very difficult indeed. So. In the, uh, the turn, the, the lines are actually going to clash in this next turn. This is going to be a vital one. The priority went to evil... Um, after two elves, well one elf got uh, smushed and one elf got knocked over by the, uh, the, the rock so now we've got a, a line of heroes, we've got the Rumil, we've got Haldim, we've got uh, Celeborn and uh, Galadrin Court Banner, quite a few spears not loads, about 15 or 16 models, something like that and that are going to clash in any second now so Harry has to work out whether he's going to call a heroic move to try and dictate the flow of battle or whether he's going to take take the, the, take the Crash of of Mordor trolls potentially, and then uh, then. F- React to that afterwards. So it's a bit of a tough, tough dilemma for them. Uh, tough dilemma indeed. Galadriel, h- h- hulking behind the ruins, ready to cast some sort of magic on the uh, the trolls, or probably the trolls, I'd have guessed, or, or the uh, the troll chieftain. But certainly, lots and lots of interesting, uh, interesting debate happening. Lots of measurement. See who's in the in the heroic move radius. So uh, it uh, could be a could be a tricky one. Could be a tricky one for the both. I'm not actually sure what I would do here, because uh, if the trolls decide to charge, you could. He could potentially wrap around them, trap and isolate the troll But then the rest of the Moranans will be div- diving in as well uh, It could be tricky So it looks like a call's been called from Harry And Gerwitz's dictate uh, countered it as well So And the 1-2-3 off goes to the evil side So the evil side get the charge I'm not sure where Guritz is in that, uh, that field there. So he's there. Is he going to actually be able to fit out there to actually call the move? That's the big question. Because he looks like he might be trapped by the tree and the uh, terrain. So whether he's actually going to be able to get anyone anywhere or not, I don't know. Mm, yeah. yeah, he does. He's, well, it looks like a mistaken heroic move there. <laughs> it's not always oh, not a mistake. And Aiden's re- reassuring me. He just he wanted to get him out there. So he's, he's called with me, which means the troll chieftain is charging the terrifying tree bid. Uh, and that could be an interesting combat there, troll chieftain versus a tree beard. Oh, that's an interesting one, isn't it?
3: No, I mean, if I put him there, he's still within six. So, yeah, so Geritz is just stuck
0: behind the tree, but the Troll Chieftain charging forward valiantly. If he passes his courage check, of course, looking at the roll, it should be fine. Ooh, it's not great. It's a three, plus he gets an army bonus, or is that just for Warriors? I think it is. And he's got maybe one or two will, I think. Ooh, I don't think he's going to get in there. Or is he? Let's have a look, consulting the new cards. He might be spending might as well. Aiden deciding what resources to spend on this charge, or if at all. Of course the downside is, if he doesn't charge in, then the rest of his guys are going to be blocked off as well, so a bit of a decisive 2 and a 1 there rolled for the courage checks. Not ideal. Yeah, so the uh, the Aiden deciding based on the courage. What was the courage of the troll? Three. So, no, no, he, so he's courage four, so he'd have to spend at least one will, and then so no will will give no will increases your your roll, so by, it's like a might point for courage. So he'd have to spend at least his will and two or three points of might. So deciding not to do that, and he might be able to get one or maybe maybe one Moranin in there.
3: So he's going to try and get the Moranin there to tie Treebeard
0: up, uh, but certainly not exactly what Aidan was hoping from that uh, that heroic move there. So he's, at least he's at least he's got a, a Morannan orc into the combat and a spear following him forward there, uh, blocking off the advance of Treebeard. So he's not going to uh, not going to be trapped by the uh, by the troll. Very interesting, very interesting stuff. So Guros and then a, Ooh, it's a big charge from uh, a troll into Rumil there. Rumil is mm, a mighty mighty annoying <laughs> character to, to play against. So anyway, we'll return after these charges and some of the combats get underway to find out exactly what happens over here so hopefully you're following this This what, what is to me a very interesting battle to watch hopefully it's sounding as interesting uh, in the combat so quick update now the lines have clashed uh, Galadriel's cast immobilised on the one troll that's charged into the combat but the lines have clashed in a very messy way uh, after the failure of the uh, of the Mordor orcs to, uh, to oh, sorry the Mordor orc chieftain troll can't get my words out troll chieftain failing to pass his courage check really has uh, scuppered Aiden's plans there so you've got Treebeard in combat with a lowly Moran and Ork. you've got a troll in combat with Rumil, uh, that the troll is immobilised and then you've got the lines clashing so lots of Moranans against lots of elves, and lots of dice being rolled and probably lots of elves winning and failing to wound, we'll find out what happens uh, in an update after this round yeah. So as predicted in the, uh, the combat there, not a great deal happened. A hurl happened with the tree beard, uh, killed a couple of orcs, but not enough really. Uh, not Certainly not as many as he would hoped. The troll, uh, which was immobilised, did win its combat, even against rumor with the rerolls. The dice really not helping Harry here. Uh, and a four or so Mirandan orcs were killed, um, and only one or two uh, elves killed. But as I said there, you know, the... the the Morannans, when they do win, they're going to be killing orcs. Um, so, it's uh, the lines are now very much clashing. Two trolls, including a chieftain, in there. We've got Shagrat charging, Haldir. We've got Kellaborn surrounded by Morannans with a few elves in support, um, with a banner there nearby as well. So, lots going on. The lines are definitely clashing, but crucially, the Morannan orc with the objective is wounded, very very far away from uh, from the maelstrom. The only hope here, which I'm not quite sure Ravens thought of, is that if Harry does manage to break the army that guy is running and that objective will not be doing a great deal for him so could all be still to play for halfway through this round of combat there's still an awful lot of Moran and Orcs there I think only around half a dozen or maybe seven or eight uh, have lost their lives, but a lot of elves, a lot of elves struggling. Kelleborn and his two friends there still surviving, yet to fight. Um, the elves are winning. Haldir cracking open uh, at least one Morannon there. Uh, so Haldir killing a guy there. Troll is planning from the uh, a- a- Aiden just saying he's going to barge into Rumil hopefully so uh, Rumil who's fighting Shagrat at the moment so it's uh, it's a it's a tough one tough battle lots and lots of big combats Troll we've got a Troll Chieftain against Treebeard we've got a Troll against uh, a Rumil in a minute a Shagrat against Rumil, we've got Celeborn surrounded by Mirandans, lots of dice being rolled but still Harry struggling so one more elf to go and then uh, Harry will be broken he still has all of his heroes on the board, um, Haldir, Rúmil, and Kelleborn chopping through stuff Galadriel immobilising things it's fair to say the priority hasn't gone his way three turns in a row the Volos gone to Aiden, Aiden capitalising on that with, with the troll chief charging into an elf there and uh, trapping everyone just denying the, uh, uh, Harry the opportunity to, to try and break through the line it's fair to say the, the elves are winning most of the combats, as I predicted. Uh, Though strength 3 bouncing off those. About 7 or 8 orcs gone, 3 elves gone. So actually, the, the most of the b- heroes aren't doing the bulk of the work, but they're also coming up against some hero- some big, choppy, choppy heroes now, which is scary for them, of course. Uh, I think we've got another combat, Rumil against uh, Shagra, and a troll is in there as well. Haldir against some orcs, and a troll uh, from the catapult just joining the fray as the catapult's slowly being dragged around. Somewhere. Woods. Uh, it, the troll is actually making his uh, uh, making his big old arms, putting them to use, not just loading on rocks, uh, but also no, smacking no. into it with some elves. So it it's a busy, 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 Plus busy, busy bit there. And like, Gerrit's uh, looping around this end, still looking yeah, tricky, tricky a, uh, outcome for uh, Thingy there. And Aiden, Aiden, just charging tree bit. Did you take courage check for that? I'm not sure he did. Uh, he's got oh, he's got the shame and oh, of course he's got the fury bubble up. Oh, that's annoying. I hate that Fury. I've just failed in two Fury attempts in my game, so not going so well. Uh, right, there we go. So we'll, we'll join them back in a second uh, once, uh, once those combats go through. So big hero, Ruumil has gone down. Uh, Shagraps, uh, even with the parry roll, he got a six and a five. The six was re-rolled, but the might was spent to uh, to kill, well, to win the combat, and with that blood and glory gets the might back after chopping through <coughs> Rumil. So, the evil side is sweeping through. Keleborn's still alive. Chops and walks up. Uh, Treebeard still alive, um, struggling in his fight against the uh, Troll Chieftain. Uh, how, how how fares the Troll Chieftain combat? Is that doing okay? Who's winning in the Troll Chieftain? He's got yes. one wound. The Troll Chieftain has one wound left. Treebeard uh, doing alright then. Okay, so it's interesting. Uh, he has been surrounded a couple of turns in a row though he's probably running out of might there's a troll in there that's still standing but it's been immobilised quite a lot of times and a lot of orcs sweeping through a few more orcs going but also a and two elves down this turn so it's a big big decisive uh, roll off there um to see who moves in this turn so lots to play for lots to play for but the elf with the object the orc with the objective sorry is running way off into the woods and i think the orcs are still way off uh, broken Aiden, how far are the orcs off broken uh, hit Miles <laughs> Miles I thought so I've <laughs>
1: lost It's starting with 46 uh, Yeah start starting
0: with 46 And he's got about 10 dead About maybe 12 So yeah 14 dead So it's 15 dead So it's still about 8 8 left To break the orcs Interesting Interesting stuff Eight left. It seems doable with a Treebeard and so on around, but there's still a, an uphill battle for the uh, for the elves, especially with them taking courage checks. Although I suppose all those Helden heroes around still doing okay will return after another round of fighting. Ooh, Treebeard looks like he might be in trouble. He's just taken two wounds off the Troll Chieftain after losing the combat. Guritz and a few more Moran and Orcs left uh, the surrounding tree bed. Uh, Guritz has gone two-handed as well, so it's looking just need one or more fives, and uh, and he will be down, chopped away by the uh, by the mighty. Oh, that's not looking good. I'm not looking good. Not looking good. Re-rolling a one there. That's for the what uh, the re-roll of the one was for. I'm sure it was. The right kind of role, but there you go. Treebeard goes down, leaving a big hole in the uh, Elven line. One of the one of the main killers, but of course he's been spent most of his time fighting against uh, a troll chieftain because Harry has been unable to win the uh, the priority roles to be able to put him somewhere else, I suppose. So uh, it's, it's looking three trolls, including the Chieftain, uh, against oh, Celeborn. Yes. And, ooh, I don't see they' either. Haldir has gone down as well. So it's not looking good for this championship. There we go. So it's uh, it's, a it's, a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. The elf takes the uh, the fight by the look of it.
5: Oh no, the banner
0: evil takes it. Oh, and a orc kills him, and it looks like that puts Harry very, very close, if not over the quarter point. Uh, so putting him very, very dearly close to the end of the game and looking like suffering quite a big defeat, sadly. Two more, two more.
1: So we return now
0: as the, the next phase gets underway. Uh, Galadriel rolling a 1 and a 2 for a Courage check. Uh, dangerously close to running away, but of course Courage 7 on the mighty, mighty Galadriel. Means that they stick around, but still there's not a lot of elves left on the board and it's drastically close I think it's just one off 25% uh, for the elves so the game will probably end this turn Um, so it's just a matter of trying to get those last minute VPs on people like for example uh, getting a uh, a hit on Shagrat who I believe is the leader and uh, other things other points they could potentially get a broken I think still a way off or killing a banner so if Harry can manage to scrape uh, a a kill on the banner which is tucked away nice and safely and uh, Shagrat they might be able to scrape some VPs out there but uh, there's no real chance of him uh, breaking breaking Aiden at this point, so it looks like it's pretty much wrapped up, and we'll catch up with with the the players at the end of their match. So Aiden, at the end of that battle, uh, we've heard the commentary, heard the the way it kind of it started off pretty well for you, and then didn't really didn't really collapse underneath you. How do you feel about oh, that? Oh, I'm quite pleased. Mordor is great again. <laughs> the Shire has been scoured. Rohan has fallen. Gondor has fallen and the forests have been burnt. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is a this is the final part of the slow-grow league, your 1,000-point game, you know. And looking back at the 200 points uh, back all those months ago now, gosh, it must be nearly nearly a pregnancy's worth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you feel having seen your army grow and, and add, adding numbers and, I guess, starting this game? Yeah, I've been quite comfortable
4: with it. I mean, um, Mordor's quite good at low points anyway, cheap heroes with strike and stuff, and the, the Moranans are cheap enough and strong enough to deal with low points, but as soon as you get into the big numbers well in this game i've got three trolls so (laughs) and shagrat so i mean immortal is probably one of the best armies for growing up it's sort of you've got so many options with it and i mean you can't go wrong with it really and
0: you've made some good choices though you've got a a troll chieftain in there you've got the troll you've got shagrat big big hitters and also crucially in this game as it ended up the the hits of those catapult i mean we saw in, in the early stages of the game just uh, about a dozen elves go down to yeah. the blast of the catapult. I mean, no, 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 no. that was—it was pretty hard for him to counter that. Yeah,
4: it certainly was. I mean, the catapult—I can't believe how well it did. I, I just sort of thought, oh, it might kill three or four, but the troll will probably wade in later in the battle and do most of the work. But no, it's just—I think it, in the first couple of rounds, it killed eight elf bowmen in armor. So yeah. is, um, it, it's as um, it's done is definitely MVP for me
0: yeah <laughs> absolutely and, and how do you feel you actually played the scenario played the game Because um, obviously yes you rolled the six early on and you got the you got the objective and you were cattling it up but how did you feel that you played played the game because uh, there, there are a couple of things that I think you did quite well I'll, I'll shed shed light on what I thought you did well once I've heard what you think
4: well I always think I don't know I don't know what others think but my sort of mantra is the movement phase is king and if you can control that you'll win the game Um, which is what I set out to do early on. And I made sure I had my heroes in a line so that they could all sort of, where I needed the most, I could bounce them off each other and potentially everyone moving in key positions at the same time. Um, I think it was when we first started to engage, I had a bit of a hairy movement phase. Things didn't go quite as well as I wanted on. Um, Gurritz failed his terror check when charging Treebeard and so things sort of got a bit backlogged there, but I seem to pull it back around fairly quickish when um, the others just start went in the mall and things. Shagrat, for example, he, he killed um, Rumil and Haldir, so he was getting his might back quite to spend all the time It is going
0: quite well really yeah I, I mean uh, let's get, take it back to the earlier stages I, I, so I was, uh, while I was talking about it the, the, the catapult was firing lots of stuff it, it, you had lots of shoot, shoot phases where it, you were doing the, de- doing the deed basically doing exactly what the catapult was do- meant to be doing and uh, as you say it more than made its points back in killing elves but crucially you, you had that period where you sent your wire riders out and I thought yes. it was a really clever move because uh, yeah, Harry yeah. fell for, for your bait and he, he charged into them hoping that he, he'd captured the lines on the kills and move on, yeah. and he didn't do any heroic combats, which I definitely think he should have done because he could have pushed. He used mm. those to bounce off. Yeah. Instead, he ended up bogged down in this uh, quagmire of wargs. that did yeah. a little bit better than the perhaps they should the have done in
4: pits of Mordor. Yeah, they, they,
0: and they did a bit better because, they, and also the wargs are annoying ones to heroic oh, combat off gosh. because you've got you got to kill the man and then you kill the warg. Exactly. So it, it's it's it, it, quite it, tough. But that was a really good move. I yeah,
4: thought. that was sort. Of when I put the wargs in the list, I, I don't normally take them that much because they're quite expensive. But a thousand points chucking six wargs in and you can really throw your enemy off of them. But mm. the early game the original idea of them was so they were going to go up to the heirlooms, um, well the various tokens around the map and just uncover them and dismount. Hopefully keep the warg on the field, which is obviously the army bonus um, and do that. But since I got it straight away I was like, hmm, well I can really use these as bait. I can throw them forward and then he'll just be sat there attacking them and I don't mind
0: shooting my own wargs which I think I did a couple of times with the Yeah, I, I think that was a really good move as well, shooting into the comments because I thought well, at first, oh I'm not sure that was a great move because if Harry had played the heroic combats yes. he could have used them to, to move forward but he didn't call any of the combats yeah. and, and ended up just getting lost in there and you're lobbing rocks in there yeah. dismounting his yeah. cavalry meaning that you when the lines did clash he didn't have any of the gladium yeah. cavalry to and do the work
4: and he didn't have any fa- much fate left either because um, Haldir I think it was in turn one or two um, he had to spend two fate to keep Haldir alive um, Treebeard also lost two fate to the Catapult as well um, so I was just I really wanted to make, force him to spend Might and Fate while he was away mm. so that when he eventually got to me I could really control it which is essentially what happened really
0: And, and Over the course of the Slow Grow you've, um, you've mostly played in the Slow Grow but you've a- also, I mean I know you play lots of other game systems as well but, but um, have you played much more Middle Earth than, than before because I know you've been to some tournaments and stuff yeah. as well Yeah, so um, before the Slow Grow I sort of started
4: at the yeah, you start of, well, end of 2018, start of 2019. Yeah, when the
0: new edition came out.
4: Yeah. yeah, when the new edition came out, I got into it. I had it when I was a kid. And I thought, you know what, this is probably a great time to start. It's getting all fully supported again. Um, so I did Desolation in Stockport last year, and I learned so much of that tournament. I met some great people. They taught me so much as well. And they've sort of been almost coaching me on the sidelines mm. uh, via Facebook Messenger and sort of like telling me, well, if you did this in your list, you do that. And um, to be honest, I've learned so much. But I haven't, I've only played like two or three games outside of the slow grow but I've sort of, I've got a lot of experience from other games, like yeah. you say, I play other game systems. So uh, learning what works makes this game work. Sort of like yeah. adapted my mm. knowledge and experience from other games and applied it to this.
0: And that's actually quite clear when when I was watching that you, you knew exactly how to move models. You knew exactly what where to what positions you needed to be in. There a couple of little rules queries that that you know, as if you haven't played for for a long time, there's always going to be issues oh, yeah. that you go, oh damn! If I'd known that, I'd have done it slightly yeah. differently. But those sort of things don't tend to. Make a massive difference no. when, because you seem to just grasp the the mechanics of this mm. is how uh, I should be playing, and and obviously you've proven yourself. You've won I think most uh, most of the games. Yeah, yeah. So um, i only really lost one. I would. Say.
4: I've lost two, but one of them I, I cleared the entire table of that opponent. But um, the one I did lose was against Tim and his Rohan army. That was our oh, first. Yeah, the the two hundred point game. So I've only really lost one. Um, the other one, it was just an unlucky roll. and killed a troll chief in one round of combat. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that sounds un- but, um, un- unlikely. In return, Mordor took the, his entire army off the table. But um, So essentially, it has been quite... Quite good for me. Um, Unfortunately, Harry has only. This is the only game he's lost, though. Um, So he's clinched clinched the total by. Yeah, because I
0: think uh, because of the extra. There's some special special uh, points for doing special things to trying to encourage you to do things like trap a monster and kill it, which I think you did in the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got all the points that you can, but uh, Harry's just managed to pick the post because of the because
4: of those uh, extra bonuses. Oh yeah. Um, Well, I managed to get all the bonuses myself as well. Actually, I got every single one. I sort of set out forth and like, that oh, yeah, I need to do this, this, and that, and made sure I achieved them in every game. Well, every at least one a game, sort yeah. of thing. So I got across all of them, and I, I actually did get my last one in that one, which was casting a spell. Which um, it's quite nice having fury up the entire game. In turn yeah, one. yeah,
0: casting a spell that, that does it <laughs> well, Aiden. Either way, well done playing uh, uh, playing this one. And I could see you had a commanding lead, and I don't think. As much as that, you know, it helps having the objective in your corner. It means that Harry's automatically thinking he's on the back foot. Yeah. I don't think the way he played it potentially, maybe he played it slightly worse because of that. Yeah. But I think the, the way you played it was was very, really very well done. So. Oh, cheers! Thank you well done, much much. Yeah, cheers. well done. All right, thank you. Thanks for talking to me. Right then, so we we talked to the well, the runner-up in this game, um, but the champion of the league now, Harry West. Well done, Harry. First of all, for pipping the post uh, of Aiden just in. The league, so it just by one point, and I don't quite know how how it worked out in the end. I think Aiden said that he'd lost one by a slightly bit bigger margin or something like that. Is it how it worked out?
5: Yes, it, he uh, he lost one game against um, Rohan one time early points wise. So uh, VPs I think swung it, and then it was just the bonus points that um, tipped me over by uh, one point that allowed me to
0: win. So oh, well, well done, Harry, for that. But first, I just want to have a delve into the the, the this game because I think. Is it fair to say that once the the heirloom was uncovered, uh, you know, on a on a roll of a six, which you know it is very annoying when that happens, you're on you're on the back foot and perhaps think struggling to think of how to how to achieve getting that heirloom because there was a big castle of guys with with uh, defense six and trolls and a catapult lobbing rocks on you.
5: Yeah, as soon as I saw that, I thought uh, I'll have to get all my guys together in the middle of the board and then somehow work my way towards his massive line of many, many orcs. Um but he kept pushing small amounts of orcs towards me, so they were f- keeping me further and further away, mm. but it was uh, in the end an impenetrable wall, which I thought it might be the case anyway. But Yeah,
0: after losing quite a lot of um, elves early on, you just didn't have the numbers to, to be able to bring to bear, really. You had the fight value, so you were winning fights and killing, especially with your heroes, but just, as, as we mentioned time and time again through throughout the commentary, that, that it's just so hard to, to wound a defence six with strength three, and you know, uh, once you've got things like trolls in there, they're uh, going to wear you uh, down eventually.
5: Aren't they? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, thank God I took Galadriel at this point
0: level because she was transfixed in all those trolls. I thought that would be a good choice. <laughs> I, might, I might have had a say in that, uh, helping there. And I wanted to ask about the, the, the catapult because the catapult played a big part. Um, very much early along, I, I think about must have been about 15, 16 Elves uh, went down to the catapult. Did you Had you ever faced a trebuchet or a siege engine of, of any kind before? I have faced one once
5: before and it basically did the same thing it did to me. It just wiped out all my archers so I couldn't even pick off even normal orcs. So as soon as I saw him put that down the table, I, I was a bit bit put back, so... Yeah, and
0: especially because it means that usually uh, elves are dictating, especially with 12 or so bows and Haldir, tw- elves can be dictating the flow of the battle, because you get well, I'll stand 24 inches away firing away, but with a catapult there's no way you're dictating the, the flow of battle, because one, one of those rocks is going to do a lot of damage.
5: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, there was nothing where, um, nothing I could do to stop it, so I had to move all my archers forward, and then, before they even got to the middle of the table, the only Haldir was
0: left of mm. that warband, so... One thing that I, I think you probably could have done, and I don't know whether you, you've heard of this tactic, is having a fall guy. So um, you moving, uh, move your block of guys forward, but leave one guy six inches away, so that when the, the, on the roll of a two to five, it scatters in, it just hits the one guy, kills him, nobody's surrounding him. And then each time you might still lose one guy, but you won't lose everyone. Did you, did you consider that one? Because I'm new to the game, I didn't think of that at all. So
5: going into the future, as soon as I see somebody put that down, I'm definitely doing that.
0: Yeah, I think because uh, and that that is absolutely and siege engines are becoming increasingly common actually now in the uh, in the system. But um, and for a long time it's been a bit of a confusing thing to face. Because and then you start working out the more you play, oh actually that scatters most of the time if it scatters into one guy because I get to choose. Then it hopefully it'll mitigate the damage but having said that when a, a band of wargs charges into you uh, and they're lobbing rocks at that you can't really do anything about it can you no definitely not i mean
5: with this war um, wags potentially staying as well it just makes the fight even more drawn out so i think i lost a, more guys there than i should have really done so
0: it was weakening me for the um, final assault. But... Yeah. Do Do you think you kind of fell for the bait there? Because the, the WAGs charged in, um, way ahead of the lines, and then you, you pretty much sent all of you guys over there. What, what was there a was there a, a, a plan to churn through it all and get get for, forward quickly, or or did you have a consideration of going well maybe I should send everyone else forward, leave Kelleborn uh, and the gang to deal with the WAGs that charged them, with Galadriel and the pikes and the uh, tree bird heading forward, or was it? was your thought, let's deal with these guys so they don't harass us much. Yeah, I thought that would be the best plan.
5: um, Celeborn had my biggest warband and it was right next to the WAG, so I thought, swamp them, but it it didn't pay up. I think the dice failed me and trying to kill them quickly enough.
0: Yeah, that that's the thing, isn't it? Because the what the especially when you see uh, Aiden rolling quite a few courage checks, that you think, oh damn, you know, keep getting those uh, those sevens on the the courage with the plus one from the Mordor bonus means that those wags are sticking around, and you can't quite kill as many as you'd hope. No,
5: I mean. Th- that, was the, that was the thing. They were just stuck ground too long and then they killed too many guys. So when I finally got to the middle of the board, they were already pretty mm. pretty tired
0: warbands. So. Yeah, and, and with, the, with the lack of archers as well, you, you really suffered early on. I, th- I think had, had you rolled to get the, the heirloom on your side of the board, it might have been different, but then even so, you'd have to deal with a catapult. And so I think although um, although Aiden had a commanding lead with the, the objective already in his in his side. It would have been difficult to counter that, even if you had rolled the six. Because although Ed might have had to chase forward, he can just lob rocks over, and you'd have had to join the lines eventually. So it was a really tough matchup, especially with all those high defense models with the really the huge monsters with the fight seven, of course, against Galadrim Galad- Galad- and and so on. Your you fight six isn't as useful against a fight seven troll. So it it, it does seem like a pretty pretty tough one. How, how did you feel that that you sort of handled all of those trickinesses? I mean, I think as I've progressed through the league, I have picked up small
5: areas where I I know that a lot of my heroes need to really have strike to deal with trolls just to um, even get a wound back on them. Um, And I quite like using um, transfix on the trolls so I don't have to charge them if I don't want to that round to try and deal with maybe a hero or um, some just normal uh, chaff guys to try and get um, VPs or even trying to break the uh, mm. opponent
0: yeah that's the thing and, and the heroes were doing all the work there so uh, I think if, if maybe if you if you'd been able to get them away from those heroes you could have been churning through the Moranans and actually you know what's good at um, holding up uh, Shagrat it's a Galadrim Court Guard. Because fight six, he's, he's going to have to strike if he wants to. And then you think, oh, does he want to spend all his might on that? Probably not. But a shielding Galadrim Court Guard or a, someone with a shield with a Galadrim behind him, that would have been probably the way to do it. And I think you might have fallen into that little trap of thinking oh, my heroes against his heroes, that's the way to go. Well, actually, in this one, you definitely wanted to be going my heroes against his crap, because his crap is way worse than yours. But your, guard, your uh, elite troops are much better at fighting his heroes, so maybe that might have helped. Certainly it would have meant Haldir and Rumil wouldn't have been stuck against Shagrat for a couple of turns.
5: Oh yeah, I mean it wasn't till the last two rounds that I started piling in my court guard towards him, but it was because there were so many guys there were picking up all my supports trying to, uh, to, to trying to deal with him. So it's, it just came down to numbers in the end, I think, and the ability to have much stronger units than other than my heroes. Mm. So
0: I think that's what won it for him really. Yeah. Well, it was, it was really well played, um, Harry. And the army is fantastic. It looked gorgeous. And actually, both armies look fantastic on the table. But um, how do you feel now coming to the end of the league? I mean, obviously won it, but also this time last year I don't think you would played Lord of the Rings since it maybe came out uh, is that right?
5: Yeah I, I mean this will be the first time that I've uh, learnt a lot of the rules I'm, even now I'm going to still learn a lot more um, hopefully get more tournaments but yeah last this time last year I wasn't even playing and I think the last time I played was probably when I was um, in my early teens so a lot of the models hadn't even come out that I'm even using
0: now So, yeah. Well it's fantastic, to the, the slow grow has, has, I think it's really worked uh, well in the sense that I've, I ultimately wanted to build up a community of people who are willing to play games against me, that was my selfish reason for starting this uh, slow grow and it's really worked because is, is has been going to tournaments and I know he plays other systems as well but he, he's uh, become an incredibly competent player uh, Harry you're the same, you, you've, you've and winning this league and, and doing so much good stuff tim behind us is is, is also playing really well with his riders of rohan and and various other armies he's picking now with his kids so i think this go league for anyone out there listening has become an incredibly efficient way of of getting a few people uh, that i'm now able to play against and maybe even you know lose most of my games against because you've become much better players than i have oh yeah definitely it's been so much
5: fun and the fact that
0: um We've all put, um,
5: like built a relationship with each other, so now everybody knows who's playing. And, and we have so many armies available that I don't think anybody really had the same um, army in their slow grow. So it's nice to see different armies, um, and makes you want to possibly have another army yourself. It definitely made me want to have another army, so
0: I'm in, in Lord of the Rings for the long haul, so absolutely in it for the long haul and in fact you're even instrumental in starting a new battle companies uh, league we're going to uh, do which is going to be uh, great fun now the, now the big slow grow has finished
5: oh yeah totally I, I can't wait to start with something a little bit smaller um, and then actually write
0: maybe histories um, for your own heroes that might happen in the fourth age of Middle Earth yeah well Harry thanks very much for talking to me and thanks very much and well done for the, uh, the slow grow and, uh, and winning it thank you very
5: much thanks it's been great it
0: has you know what? It really has been a fantastic slow-grow league. Um, I agree with past me. And um, I just wanted to say at the end of this, uh, it, uh, thank you very much to all of the people who took part in the Slow Grow League because, uh, you know, when it first started, it was a very new game system to a lot of you, and it was, it was you know, it, it was it, who knows what, what, what was going to happen. It took a lot of faith in me to to join in the league and, and to get involved and, you know, spend your, mo- your hard-earned money on, on a game that I'm convinced is fantastic, but of course at that stage you didn't really know yourself, so it's great. And, and to everyone else, I would highly recommend this. I think if there's anything that you can take from this and the previous episode of um, the Slow Grow League podcast, episode 7, if you want to check back through the Enmoot archives, and then it's that you should give this a go. I mean, I, I started from a position where I went to tournaments mainly because I wanted to play games of SBG and there weren't very many people around me who would play it. There was only one, Jack, and who moved off and uh, he he couldn't uh, couldn't play me as much anymore. So it's really a shame. Um, But don't lose heart. Have faith. I used the uh, launch of the new game system um, of the Middle Earth box set uh, as the starting point. But it doesn't need to. Put up a poster saying... Fancy playing Lord of the Rings... ...put up a a one ring thing or something like that... ...saying that there are Middle Earth players near you... ...join the Great British Hobbit League's um, map... ...there is a map on the Great British Hobbit League... ...that you can basically drop yourself into a Google map... ...and say, look, I'm here, I would like to play um, games of this... ...and people might find you on the map... ...and realise that there are people nearby... ...and once there are a couple of you... ...you might be able to start your own league... ...convince a few people who you know via your local gaming club... ...convince a local gaming club... ...all this sort of stuff... Give it a go, because it's very easy to convince people to play a two hundred point game um and I think the system is good enough that it works so well at such a small point that people will be hooked that give them their favorite character and a few or, a few orcs or uh whatever to fight against, and suddenly they'll be hooked so it's a great idea maybe I would tweak the the tournament system that i end, ended up using, but actually just two hundred growing up to a thousand is great fun and the guys, um, as they mentioned, um, the guys, as they mentioned, whether it's Matt or Aiden or Harry there at the end, um, all agreed that, you know, despite having. Only really played this system like I had many many years ago that it's become a, a solid solid game that they love playing and some of the armies that have been painted for the league are absolutely gorgeous and um, so you know it's a new new hobby for everyone and something that we've we've all bonded over we've become friends um, and people that live very close to me I'd never met before we've become friends because of this uh, this game system so that's absolutely fantastic and I, and I love the fact that right now there's the whatsapp group for my logo local game system pinging away with people sharing models and talking about a battle companies league that we're starting very soon so it's fantastic and um, i would highly recommend it if you uh, have the same sort of plan then please 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 do it do it give it a go no matter how small or how big your town is or city uh, give it a go you might start something small but from the uh, from small oak what's the saying from small acorns grow mighty oaks so uh, absolutely give it a go Uh, slow grow league uh, complete I may have uh, come uh, in the middle ranking but I think everyone really is a winner in this one so with that that's another episode of Entmoop pretty much wrapped up a couple more parish notices as it were this weekend I'll be going to Nottingham um, so when you're listening to this I'll be uh, pretty probably um, depending on obviously how late you listen to it after a release date um, I'll be flying over to Nottingham in the car uh, to team up with Ed Ball the, the historic Ed Ball who's been on the podcast many times um, a veteran of the hobbying scene numerous uh, uh, GBHL Great British Hobbit League winner uh, won the Warhammer World GT many many times in a row uh, and has for a long time duked it out against the rules writer himself Jay claire to to be the uh, crowned the, uh, the champion he's going to be my doubles partner for a day and uh, a part of, of this Masters tournament as well. Um, I'm going to be following him and his progress through the Masters tournament on the second day. First day, he's going to be tutoring me how to use my list, basically. I'm going to use f- a half of his list on the second day and together we're going to team up on the first day for an 800-point doubles uh, tournament. It should be relatively friendly, but crucially, it should be, leave us plenty of time for tutoring. So next one, next week, we're going to have a lot of um, knowledge about the games we're going to play. And uh, we're going to have quite a fair amount of advice given to me to from uh, an experienced player on how to win certain scenarios. So hopefully it should be really very useful if you're uh, still very very much beginner or intermediate in the game, as I am. And certainly not very many people are at the standard that Ed Ball is. He's a top-tier gamer. Masters uh, is a Masters for a reason. that There are a lot of very good players going to be at this tournament. So really looking forward to that. So stick around uh, in, in the 8 move. Like and comment and subscribe on the all the usual channels on the Facebook and the SoundCloud, on iTunes, whatever. Uh, have a look at that. Uh, if you're interested, check out Battle Games of Middle-Earth on YouTube. My, uh, lots of lots of videos up there. Still uh, teasing ahead to a very big, exciting project that's almost finished uh, editing that's going to be up there soon. Very, very a cool, exciting video interview. Ooh, have, have, I, have I mentioned it as an interview? Well, I have now. Uh, coming up very soon on the Battle Games of Middle-Earth uh, YouTube channel. That is going to be very interesting if you're fan of the um if you're a fan of the system and uh, maybe if you've been a fan of the system since the start also uh, something that i've been dabbling with um i've got a new role as the uh, the sort of promotions guy in the Great British Hobbit League so I'm doing a few extra marketing things and keeping people notified about the league um, did a little bit of chat on Facebook on Facebook live on the Great British Hobbit League so just search my name Harry Parkhill um, you should be able to find that i had been I've been live recently and I'm kind of doing going to do a regular-ish um, not going to schedule it or anything but a regular-ish live video um, with a couple of people or maybe just one uh, interviewing uh, just having a talk about lists and other fun elements of the game so we're not going to just talk about lists because I do that an awful lot on this so it'd be nice to get some hobbyists as well involved in how you do hobbying and uh, basically share knowledge of experienced gamers, experienced modelers, experienced painters and hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to do That on a regular basis on the Facebook page, no need to go into his YouTube channel, no need to subscribe, no need to do anything. Is there for you for free on the Facebook page? No adverts or anything, isn't that great? So, uh, where you all uh, scroll down and see people in the Great British Hobby League sharing images and list ideas, you'll also be able to occasionally see me popping up with a couple of people maybe talking about our wonderful hobby for an extended period of time and of course because it's a facebook live video you can just save it and uh, save it for later listen to it later or whatever Um, but of course you can also comment and interact with it live as we go ahead so isn't that exciting so all these things and more coming up in the pipeline it's all very exciting for me and entmoot and the battle games in the middle earth uh, stuff so uh, if you want to encourage me to continue doing these things or have recommendations or ideas or anything uh, do get in touch entmootpodcast at gmail.com That's the email address. Uh, No uh, Riddle in the Dark this week because it's all cluttered up with um, the interviews that have spanned back a few months. So uh, no uh, Riddle in the Dark. Um, But also, if you want to encourage me uh, more, uh, do join the Patreon page. Uh, This is where a growing number of supporters are basically pledging in a a crowdfunded type way uh, a little bit of money little tiny little few coins and you don't have to of course but a little bit of money uh, you get some some added content not a great deal of added content um, but some sneak peeks and things like that um, about the podcast and um, about the video channel and just support generally what I do because it does take up an awful lot of my time and effort and money going to tournaments and all this sort of stuff and so I kind of want to the, the Patreon isn't really for the money because I'm not bothered by that, but it's almost a simil, It's almost a way that I can upgrade my stuff, right, so I can spend things. Uh, spend money on things like recording devices and cameras and stuff like that um, and also you know it just shows that people actually care about the stuff that they're getting and, and that means an awful lot to me so you know hosting the podcast costs me money um, buying equipment costs money so you know it's always great that, that people are willing to chip in so I really can't thank you enough so um, great and there are rewards for being one of those Patreons so thank you very much uh, if you're interested patreon.com slash Games in middle earth that is me all done and dusted for another episode another one very soon early next week i'm hoping so if you're listening to this any point during the week of uh, the first week of march 2020 then you'll be able to listen to uh, one very very soon uh, that's all me done thanks very much for listening Do-roar-rum.